Hello, friends. Welcome to Rough Life. This episode is dropping a day late. I know y'all are just devastated about that. <laughs> but we actually had a pretty rough storm come through yesterday, and it knocked a massive tree in our neighbor's yard down into our yard. It destroyed our fence, and it was just a huge mess. But anyways, y'all have told me before that you miss my story times, so I figured I would use this episode to tell you how insane my life has been this last week. Before we begin, let me remind y'all about the characters in my story. My husband's name is Justin. He and I have a long-term foster who I refuse to acknowledge as a foster fail. (laughs) His name is Big Boy. He is pretty much on death's door. Every other week, we're convinced he's dying, and then the next week, he's the healthiest one in our house. (laughs) I'm also fostering Peanut Butter, the used-to-be feral mama dog that you've heard me talk about. Okay, so I've had Peanut since February. I was originally planning for her to go on transport in April, but that didn't happen. And I noticed about two weeks ago, Peanut started showing signs that she was going into heat. I called our vet, got her scheduled to be spayed the next week, and I just went ahead and got Big Boy scheduled to be neutered at the same time too. We had been putting off getting him neutered because he is in heart failure and our vets didn't think he was healthy enough to survive it, but he was given the go-ahead a few months ago. So me... As a veteran animal rescuer with every resource available to me and unlimited, not really, funds to do whatever I need to do, found myself in the exact same situation as the people I talk about on this podcast. Let me back up. Since March 1st, I remember it because it was my mother's birthday and she was at my house for dinner. We have been seeing this huge foxhound wandering around our neighborhood. And we live in a very urban neighborhood, especially for the South. We have no strays. Everyone's dogs are kept in the house. It's very not Southern. Anytime we got close to this dog, though, he would take off running. He always seemed to be going in the same direction. So we, our entire block just assumed he had a home and that he was getting out or, you know, something like that. He was very well fed, clean, a healthy looking dog. As the weeks went on, we saw him more and more often, but he never even came close enough for us to see if he was wearing a collar or not. He wouldn't even come up to Ollie to play, nothing like that. Cut to two weeks ago when Miss Peanut went into heat and suddenly we had a stalker. He was at our fence day and night. Fortunately, he was too big and too scared to dig under our fence or jump over it into our yard. Unfortunately, he was so good looking, Sweet Pea just could not help herself and she would dig out literally multiple times a day. She's a good girl though and would immediately regret her decision and walk around the corner lot and come to the front door to be let in. The ultimate walk of shame. (laughs) No matter what we did, how we filled in the holes or barricaded the fence, that hussy would get out. Okay, so now it's surgery day. I forgot to mention that when I texted our vet to make the appointment, he asked me about taking a dog for him too. It is a seven-month-old purebred albino Doberman who was brought in at the end of February when he broke with Parvo. The owners told them to do whatever it took to save him because they just loved him so much. And then they never came back for him, and they never paid their bill. (laughs) So, 
for the last, what, like two and a half months or so, this puppy has essentially been living in solitary confinement. He was in a concrete run with no blankets, no bed, no toys, and only taken outside a few times a day to go potty. And this is by no means a knock on the vet. They are not a doggy daycare. This is not some luxury camp you board your dog at. In fact, this was a huge nuisance to them because that was one less cage that they had opened to take in an actual medical emergency because this guy just completely ghosted them. And I'm not sure of the whole legal process, but it's something along the lines of they have to try so many different days and so many different avenues of contacting the owner before they can legally take possession of the dog. So they wrote him letters, they called, they texted, they left voicemails, and they didn't hear from him for two months or however long. So they just surrendered him to me. I won't go into a ton of detail on the Doberman's personality. Suffice to say, he is a seven-month-old puppy that has had minimal human interaction for the last two-plus months. We named him Doofus, and honestly, that name might be too smart for him. (laughs) He is all legs and no brain. So, Thursday, surgery day. I come home with a drugged up peanut, a barely survived surgery big boy, and a wide open and wild doofus. We typically go for a mile and a half walk with the dogs every day, but it was just all we could do to survive that day. So we skipped our walk that day. Peanut was so sore, she didn't even get up and go potty until that next day. Oh, and that next day. (laughs) So the next day, Friday, when Justin gets home from work, we leash everybody up and we start our walk. Immediately, I can sense we're being followed. Every street we turn down, every potty break we stop and take, there's a sneaky little foxhound creeping behind us. We were actually shocked how many people stopped and asked us if he was our dog. (laughs) And it made me laugh every time because we had four dogs with four leashes and collars on that we were walking. But that fifth one, about 30 feet behind us with no collar, no leash. Yeah, yeah, he's with us too. We just don't like him as much as the others. (laughs) But anyways, everyone we talked to would say they've been trying to catch him for months. Someone even posted him on Facebook twice looking for the owners. One lady saw him almost get hit by a car two separate times. It became abundantly clear that this baby was not going home if he even had one. So I needed a bait dog, (laughs) but not a bait dog used for fighting like you would normally hear me talk about. I tied poor Peanut up in our backyard and I left the gate wide open and he took the bait hook, line and sinker. He was in the backyard before I even made the lap around the house. As soon as he saw me close the gate, though, he took off running to the back of our property before he realized he was fenced in. I just needed to get him in the backyard so that I could get close enough to scan him for a microchip. Then I was going to open the gate and let him be on his way again. He had been so feral that I knew this was going to be a huge challenge. So I had Justin come outside and help me. He walked on one side of the yard. Ollie walked on the other and I walked down the middle. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how Ollie always knows what I'm doing and what I need help with, but he is seriously my right hand man. It took all three of us a total of 30 seconds before we had a new BFF. He followed me right in the house. He sat perfectly still while I scanned him for a microchip. 
and scanned him again and scanned him again <laughs> because I just knew he had to have a chip somewhere. No luck. I opened up the front door for him to leave, and when I turned around, he was curling up in the dog bed. Hmm. <laughs> That's not what I had planned, but it's fine. This is fine. All we had to do was keep him away from Peanut. It was actually a breeze that evening because everyone was so tired. All five dogs. Ollie, Peanut, Big Boy, Doofus, and our new friend, Boyfriend. They all just found a spot to sleep while we ate dinner and watched TV, and honestly, no one really moved. So around 11.30, we started getting ready for bed. If we only knew what the night had in store for us. I am not a rookie, okay? Like, I knew I needed to keep pee away from the unaltered males because even though she was spayed, she still smelled like she was in heat, and I absolutely was not going to let them hurt her incision. She just had major surgery, and I treated her like a princess that whole weekend aside from um, the whole bait dog thing, but that was fine. (laughs) So Ollie and Peanut slept in our bedroom with us. Doofus, big boy, and boyfriend all knew how to use the doggy door, and they had all been chummy that whole afternoon, so we left them loose in the rest of the house. For 90 minutes straight, Doofus scratched outside our bedroom door, crying to be let in. It was one of those things where you're thinking, any minute he's going to stop and go to sleep. Any minute. For 90 minutes, we thought this. Any minute. For 90 minutes. (laughs) Finally, Justin said, I'm just going to bring him in here. He's unaltered, but he's a dumb baby, and he had no idea Peanut was even female, let alone in heat, so he was fine to be around her. Finally, peace and quiet. I had just fallen asleep when I heard a super loud fart. It actually scared me awake. It was one of those things where you're like, did I dream that? Or did I actually hear that? I woke Justin up and I asked him if he heard that and he didn't know what I was talking about. I laid there for a few more minutes and everyone was silent and still. So I assumed everything was fine. But I think in my heart of hearts, though, I knew. I knew what that was, but I was so exhausted. It was almost 3 a.m. by them, and I just, I didn't want to be right. Can you hear him barking? That's Doofus. That's Doofus barking right now because I'm recording this and I'm not letting him in the room with me. Like, (laughs) he drives me so crazy. Okay, I put him outside. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) Okay, so back to my story. See, guys, this is why I type it all out on Facebook. (laughs) You don't see how many times I stop and start because of all the dog interruptions. Okay, so it's now 345 and we're jolted awake when we heard fighting going on in the rest of the house between big boy and boyfriend. And it's so awful getting woken up like that from such a deep sleep because you don't have your wits about you yet. You're just running into the darkness. You have no idea what's going on everyone's confused everyone's running and I don't know for sure that God loves me more than Justin (laughs) but it's moments like this that make me think he might (laughs) so Justin jumps out of bed and he goes running to the door and he gets there like a split second before me and he slides barefoot in a nice cold pile of diarrhea (laughs) And he almost wipes out in the hallway. So now, not only is there a pile of diarrhea on my nice white carpet, there's diarrhea footprints 
thrown in the mix too. And I love that for me. I just love it. (laughs) Side note, obviously in the moment, we had no idea what was going on and why the boys got in a fight. But after checking the nanny cameras, I'm pretty sure what happened was boyfriend was sleeping in big boy's bed, which is fine. Big boy is a great sharer, but he's also a known cuddler and he will climb on top of anyone to snuggle with them. I think he tried to do that with boyfriend and I think boyfriend understandably was like, who the heck are you and what the heck are you doing trying to spoon me right now? And when he jumped up, I think it hurt big boy's incision because remember he had just been neutered too. And I think he thought boyfriend was the one hurting him. Basically, it was just a big misunderstanding and they were already best friends by the time Justin slid into the hallway. (laughs) Okay, so it's 4 a.m. now. I've thrown everyone except the princess in the backyard so we can clean everything up. I also decided it was just too stressful to keep boyfriend in the house with us that night. Peanut had to be separate. Big boy was fragile. Doofus was just wearing us out. It was just too much. So I opened our garage door and told him he could just go home tonight and come back in the morning to visit. He went on his way and walked into the front yard and I confidently closed the garage door and trotted back to bed. How naive of me to think that I would be going back to sleep anytime soon. I'm not even sure I got to the bed yet when I heard the most awful racket on our front door. It honestly sounded like a full-grown man trying to break down the door. Again, I thought to myself, he'll stop any minute any minute he will stop. And he did. He stopped. He took a few steps back and he started the loudest bang I have ever heard in my life. If you've ever heard a hound dog, you know they don't bark. They don't even really howl. They scream. So for the sake of our neighbors, I brought him back in. This time though, I told him he had to sleep in the garage. We left Doofus in the house because he obviously needed to be able to get to the doggy door when he needed to, but we put a baby gate up so that he couldn't get to our bedroom door. Satisfied and with squeaky clean feet, (laughs) Justin and I crawled back into bed. I don't even know what the time was then, but I know it was after five o'clock and we had just fallen back to sleep when Doofus started barking so loud for so long Two sound machines didn't even drown him out. Literally, with tears in my eyes, I rolled over to Justin and said, we're just going to have to put him and boyfriend in crates in the garage. So here we go again. (laughs) Dog's in the backyard. Justin's in the front yard in his boxers, getting the crate out of my car. I'm in the garage with the door open, with no pants on, setting up another crate. I know that our neighbors across the street have doorbell cameras, but I was so past caring at that point. Finally, Doof and Boyfriend are settled in their crates. Peanut and Ollie are are in our bedroom, and Big Boy has the whole house to himself with all the dog beds. The thing about Big Boy, though, is he may be in heart failure, but he loves everyone with his whole heart and he loves them big. So when he heard his friends in the garage fighting for their lives in those crates, he was bound and determined to wake me up to let me know so I could go save them. After 30 minutes, again, (laughs) of thinking any minute he's gonna stop, (laughs) I finally come to my senses and realize, no, no, there's no stopping. 
they never stop. They've never stopped. Why do I always think they will stop? I don't know. So I grab his bed, a bone, and I toss him in the garage with them. As mad and exhausted as I was, it really was sweet seeing big boy run in there to his friends like, guys, I'm here. You're all right. I brought the human to save you. But it was almost six o'clock by that point, And Justin and I had only had about 90 minutes of sleep the whole night. So there was nothing sweet enough in the world to stop me from leaving them in there while I went back to bed. <laughs> so finally, we got a straight, solid five hours of sleep. We got up sometime around 1030 or 11 and we went to free the captives. I had had a nanny camera on them the whole time that they were in there and I checked on them several times when I would like wake up to roll over, you know. So you can imagine my shock and horror when I walked into the garage to see Dufus had had explosive diarrhea all over himself, all over his crate and all over the concrete floor. And remember, he's albino, like he is white as snow and his diarrhea ain't. So we could see everywhere on him. That was just straight diarrhea. So I get it cleaned up while Justin is straightening things back up in our war zone of a house from the night before. We have lunch and I find a foster to take Doofus that afternoon. I pack up all his stuff. I load him up and I drive an hour and a half to Mississippi. While I'm gone, I figured it wouldn't hurt to leave boyfriend in the garage with the garage door open so he could go home if he wanted to. So Justin went in to work on some stuff on his computer and not long after I left, he came out of his office and he headed to the laundry room. He was totally caught off guard when boyfriend crossed right in front of him in the hallway. He said he could have sworn I told him I was leaving him outside, but nevertheless, he opened the front door and boyfriend walked right out. So Justin went in the laundry room to do a load of laundry um, because I married a man who does all of my laundry how crazy is that? (laughs) A few minutes later, he walked back into the house and he thought he was hallucinating. Boyfriend was standing in the kitchen right in front of him. He walked into our backyard and he saw that the gate had been open. As a totally rational human being, he assumed one of the neighbors saw boyfriend in our backyard earlier in the day. And then when they saw him out in our front yard, they just went ahead and put him in the backyard for us. Never mind the fact that that would have meant that they left the gate open and somehow managed to grab this dog that still wouldn't come to anyone other than me and Justin. No worries, though. He closed and latched the gate, put boyfriend in the front yard, and went back in the house. Just as he was getting back to his office, he heard the doggy door open and was in total disbelief when boyfriend came walking up right behind him. He checked outside and the gate was open again. Because it was personal now, he closed the gate put boyfriend in the front yard and stood on the deck in our backyard to see who this crazy person was that kept putting boyfriend in our backyard. Not two minutes later, boyfriend walked up to the gate, nudged open the latch, pushed the gate open, walked up the deck stairs, walked right past Justin and went in the doggy door to go lay down. Had Justin not gotten that on video, I would have never even believed him. (laughs) So needless to say... Boyfriend stayed in the house the rest of the time I was in Mississippi. So while I'm in Mississippi, this new foster was actually just right by my mom's house. So I loaded Ollie and Peanut up with me to take them for a walk in her woods, mostly to give Peanut a break from having to be separated from everyone, but also so Ollie could have some fun. We dropped Doofus off and the family 
absolutely loved him. I went to my mom's and we were having a nice walk in the woods. Life was grand. Things were looking up again. That was until I got a text from the new foster family telling me that their little frou-frou dogs were terrified of this big old doof and she needed me to come pick him back up. So that means I drove three hours round trip for nothing. (laughs) So Justin and I were so confused when I got home with the dog that I told him I was leaving with a foster and saw the dog that I had left outside so it could go back home asleep on our couch. (laughs) Justin said, so nobody's leaving tonight? I said, nope. He said, so it's going to be just like last night? I said, yep. (laughs) And he said, I'm honestly a little scared to go to bed tonight. (laughs) I said, ditto. Thankfully, though, we were a whole day wiser and things started off way better. We put everyone in crates in the garage. Things were much smoother with much less diarrhea. And on Monday, I took boyfriend to his new foster. Justin asked me where I was taking him. And I said, I'm going to take him to the jail. He said, I think it's weird you guys call it that. I was so confused. And I I asked him, I said, what do you want me to call it? (laughs) And he said, uh, the animal shelter. (laughs) I I said, you know, I'm talking about the actual human jail, right? The inmates foster for us. Tell me you don't listen to my podcast without telling me you don't listen to my podcast, Justin. I've talked on two separate episodes about how the inmates foster for us and we love it. Anyway, that was all about a week ago. We're still stuck with Doofus, but things are going much smoother now. This episode was way longer than I meant for it to be. I I guess I had been blocking out how many traumatic events we lived through during those first 24 hours. <laughs> It's a rough life, but someone's got to do it. Doofus! 